The first section of this parsha discusses five types of karbanos, Eila, Mincha, Chatas, Asham, and Shlomim. Each time it begins the section with the words Vezoyz, Toiras, and that specific carbon. This is the law of this carbon. We, we might have said Zeus Teiras is just a uh, introduction. This is a law of. But in Teiras Kayanim, he says that the word Teiras is actually introducing a new halacha, one that would imply, connect all types of that carbon under this one halacha. And therefore, it says Zeus Teiras. And he explains, by Eulah, this teaches us that all carbonists, once they, even carbonists that were disqualified because there was a problem with their preparation, once they go up onto the Mizbeach, they don't come down. By Mincha, it teaches us that all Menachis need Shemen or oil and frankincense to be added to them. Even the Mincha that is brought by the Kayanim, which is not eaten, it's burnt, it still needs Shemen and Levaina. Chatos teaches us that all Chatois need, if their blood is sprinkled onto a garment, that garment needs to be washed, the blood is holy, it needs to be washed out of the Beged before the Beged goes back into use, that all Chatois need, this Halacha applies. By Asham, that all Ashamais, the blood of the Asham is sprinkled on the lower half of the Mizbeach, even Asham Etzayra, which is in some ways compared to a Chatos, and Chatos is on the upper half of the Mizbeach. Nevertheless, since it's an Asham, it is sprinkled on the lower half of the Mizbeach. And by Shlamim, it teaches us that all Shlamim, even the Shlamim that are brought on a Bama, on a private Mizbeach, that was allowed until the Besamikdash was built in Yerushalayim, it, you have to follow the time constraints, the time limitations, uh, that are applicable to Neusser and Pigol until when you're allowed to eat, partake from a carbon. So the Teiras Kayanim does not teach, does not understand Teiras literally. It has a Chidush and a Ribui, a new Din that is taught from the word Teiras. Rashi does something perplexing. The first two, Eilam in Rashi explains the Ribui, just like Teiras Kayanim. The last three, Chatas, Asham, and Shlamim, Rashi says nothing. So if you have to teach me Teiras as a riboy, then teach me all the riboyim. And if Teiras is not a riboy, why does Rashi say anything? By Eilam Mincha. Now, Rashi, now the Rebbe suggests an answer, which is going to refute. And he says that by, that by the word Teiras, once Rashi teaches once that it's a riboy, that it's teaching us a new din, which he does by Eilah, after that, he relies on the student to discover what the riboy is, what the new din is, and therefore says nothing. And by Mincha, the reason Rashi says something by Mincha is because Mincha, there are two dinim that could have been learned from Zeus Teiras Mincha, And Rashi has to direct us to the right one, and therefore he has to say something. He doesn't rely on the student by Mincha. But by all the other other ones, Chatas Hashem he can rely on the student. We have two questions on that, that refute this explanation. Number one, this other din by Mincha, we already know from Parshas Vayikra, from a different Rashi, that we learn it from Parshas Vayikra. Rashi doesn't have to negate it here. And the second question we have is a more general question. These dinim are very complex dinim, with many, many details to them. How does Rashi expect a Ben Chamesh Namikra to figure out these ribuyim, these chidushim, these teachings, without being told, without being taught them explicitly? And therefore, we come up with a new explanation. And that is that the word Teiras is a ribuy, is a chiddish, only when the word itself cannot be understood literally in the Pasuk. For example, by Eula, and by Mincha, and by Chatas, these halachas were already taught in Parsis Vayikra. 
So to say this is the law of the Oila in this parasha doesn't make sense because the, this is the, here we just have a few laws. Most of them were taught already in parashas Vayikra. So to say over here Zayis Toiras and mean it literally doesn't follow. And therefore, by Asham and Shlomim, which are brand new dinim, Asham was not learned in Parshas Vayikra, and Shlomim over here was referring to a Toida, a carbon Toida, which was also not taught in the previous parsha. Therefore, it says Zayis Toiras and it's understood literally. Oila and Mincha, which was already learned in Parshas Vayikra. So, Toiras cannot mean literally. It must mean, it must be a ribuy. Rashi teaches us that what the ribuy is. In the case of Oila, the ribuy is that if the went up to the Mizbeach, it doesn't come down. And by Mincha, the ribuy is that all Menachais need oil and frankincense. What about Chatas? On the one hand, Chatas was already taught in Parshas Vayikra. So, you, so therefore, you can't say Zoyz Teiras means literal. So therefore, there must be a ribu here. Yet for some reason, Rashi says nothing. So the explanation is, the reason why Rashi says nothing is because Rashi feels that the ribu that's learned from Chatos, from Zoyz Teiras by Chatos, is self-understood. And the reason for that is, because according to Rashi, he doesn't agree with the Teiras Kayanim, that the limud from Chatos is that the, the garments that got sprinkled with blood need to be washed. But Rashi learns that the, from Zayis Teiras, the ribu is that all karbonos, chatos, need to be slaughtered and softened. Now, most of that we know already, because it says in the Pasuk, then the place that you shecht an oila, you shecht a chatos, and that place is softened. But there's one kind of carbon called an oila v'yoyed, literally up and down, which is basically depending on the person's financial ability. Either he brings a sheep or a goat, or else he brings birds. And if he can't, bring, can't afford that, he brings a mincha flower offering. Now, if he's bringing a flower offering, there's no shechita at all. So since there's a case where shechita is irrelevant, since we see that shechita is not important here, one might think that also the location of shechita, when you are doing it, doesn't matter. And therefore... Um, and therefore, the Pasuk has to say, that even by carbon oil of it has to be shechted and suffering. But Rashi doesn't have to say it. Because if you read right away it says, it tells us right away where that it's talking about the location of the Shechita. And we know that this is obviously what the Chiddush is about, that all carbonos, chatos, need to be slaughtered in suffering. Now, if you're going to tell me that there's certain things that are self-understood, why don't we say that the mincha is self-understood? Why by the mincha does Rashi have to tell me that the limut is that, they, uh, uh, that every mincha needs shemen or levayna? Even minchas koyanim needs shemen or levayna. Why doesn't Rashi rely on the student to figure it out by himself? So for that we have two reasons. Number one reason is that the original din of, Selis, uh, of, of shemen and levayna is in Parashat Vayikra. Not in Parshat Tzav. Tzav mentions the, the Shemen and the Levayna, but it doesn't say the Din that it needs it. And therefore I might think, that the, 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 the Talmud might think, that that cannot be the Chiddush of Zayis Teiras, because Zayis Teiras is saying the following is the Din. So he would think that the Din would be in this Parsha. And therefore Rashi has to tell us what the Din is, because he wouldn't figure it out on his own, because it's not in this, it's not in this Parsha of Zayis Teiras. The second reason why we have to say it is because the main discussion is about Michas Koyanim. That Michas Koyanim needs Shemen Olavayno. And when it comes to Michas Koyanim, which is right after Zayis Teiras Amincha, it stops and says, It starts a new saying by Hashem. 
So one might think that not only is there a break between the parshas, there's actually a vayedaber. There's a new dibur. So a person might think that you can't include minchas kernim under zayis teiras mincha because there's a separate dibur separating them. And therefore, Rashi has to tell us the limud to tell us that even though there's a separate vayedaber, nevertheless, it is included under the umbrella of of zayis teiras hamincha, and even minchas kernim needs shemen olavayna. The lesson to take away is that we have two types of additions in this parsha. One is new details in the dinim of the carbonus that we already learned, and two is new types of carbonus. In a sense, you have quantity and quality. In other words, the carbonus that we already know, we, we increase their quality, intensify their quality by teaching us new dinim, and there's, there's new carbonus that are, that are introduced, which is quantity. So we see that we, we're not satisfied by adding in quality, we also want to add in quantity. Now, materialism is measured in quantity. Spirituality is, me- is, is measured in quality. The lesson is that in order to build our spirituality, we have to increase in quantity as well. We can't just focus on our spirituality. We have to try to include the material world and transform quantity into quality, materialism into spirituality. And in, in a broader sense of the word, we have to, adding in, quality, in quantity doesn't just mean to the person himself by bringing Gashmias in, but it also refers to bringing more Yidin to Tehidu Mitzvahs. By even those Yidin that might seem to be, deserve to be disqualified, they have to be brought up onto the Mizbeach, and then once they're up, they don't come down. And through this, this adds to the person who's being Mekar of them extra light, and it elevates him in his Avedah, and ultimately everyone ends up on the Mizbeach, Kolalayla Adabeker, through the night of Galus into the morning light of the Geula Shlema.